Hello and welcome to another episode of A Need to Read. This is episode 71, which I find absolutely berserk. I started this podcast in April last year and I mean, I I knew I'd do quite a few episodes, but I didn't expect to be at 70 by this time. And I'd had in my head that I was going to have a little bit of a break at 70 episodes. Um, And then I realised that I fucking love doing this. This is incredible. I get to talk about books that I've read and hopefully encourage, inspire, whatever, other people to read those books and hopefully have the same impact on their lives as the books have had on mine. So I'm not having a break. I'm just going to keep on going through because I've got some incredible guests lined up over the next couple of weeks which is going to sort the podcast out for the next couple of months and the value that's going to come from those conversations that I don't ever toot my own horn. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I've got a top-rated podcast like loads of other people do because that annoys me. I'm not here to mislead anyone. This podcast is all right. But the value that's going to come from those conversations is going to be a bit chicken-oriental mental um, and I'm really excited for it. So no break. I'm just going to keep on going. Um, I don't feel like it's the right time to have a break anyway now because a lot of people are just doing nothing. So if I can provide an ounce of entertainment, then why would I not? Why, who, why would I have a break? But this podcast is going to be slightly different to the usual ones. The podcast, as always, is sponsored by BetterHelp. So I'll get this out of the way and then I'll talk to you about a few things. So BetterHelp provide an online therapy service to millions of people all over the world. Now, therapy, non-urgent therapy needs to be fucking cool, right? There's no point going when it's too late. If you feel like you might need therapy, then you absolutely need therapy. That's my kind of philosophy on it. Therapy changed my life. And... If you, if you knew me before I started the podcast, you'd be like, oh, yeah, it definitely did change your life, Ed. Unfortunately, probably not many of you did, um, but you can only see what I'm like now. Therapy has had a huge impact on who I am today, what I think of myself, what I think of the world, how I see the world. The tinted glasses in which I see the world now are completely different to what I did a couple of years ago before I started going to therapy. And that's why it's an honor to have BetterHelp as a sponsor because they make therapy more accessible for people. If you think the time's right, as a need to read listener, you get 10% off your first month. Honestly, if everyone just did eight weeks of therapy in their life, it would transform the whole game. If you've got the money lying around because you're not spending it on booze or the other naughty stuff that people do at weekends, then I honestly couldn't recommend it enough. 10% off your first month, it's roughly about 20 quid off. And then you pay normal price the next month, but you're definitely going to see the value in it. So that 10% off is pretty, like, I don't really see it as a thing because it's quite cheap anyway. So betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read. That'll get you 10% off. That link is in the description. Every Monday I share it on the Instagram, which is at a need to read with the number two, not the word. But it's also on a highlight on Instagram under support with a little blue heart because I'm very grateful for anyone that supports the podcast in any way. So that's the ads out of the way. Got a bit of news. Um, I'm going to narrate an audiobook. So I'm buzzing 
Phil Bound, the author of Cows Can't Jump, shout out to you, you fucking legend, has asked me to be the voice of Billy in his brilliant novel, Cows Can't Jump, like I just said. And honestly, I'm so, so pleased. Like I said, I've started this podcast under a year ago. I kind of thought at some point someone might ask me to do an audiobook, and I couldn't think of a better book to be the first one. It's going to be like my mixtape. I might go stand in a bus station and hand out CDs of this audiobook. Um, but yeah, I'm chuffed a bit. So I just want to say thank you for everyone that listens to the podcast because without you listening to it, no one would have heard my voice and no one would have thought it was anything. So thank you very much. Now, this is five minutes into an introduction and I'm not going to like this is probably going to be quite a long episode because not only am I talking about a book, but I'm then going to go into what everyone asked me to talk about on Instagram, which is comparison and being comfortable within yourself. So maybe the first 10, 15, 20 minutes will be talking about a book by Byron Katie called Loving What Is, which is a fantastic book, but I don't want to give too much away um, on that book. You'll, you'll understand if you want to read it after a very short description from me. And then I'm going to talk about comparison and being comfortable in yourself because it's something that takes work to get rid of and being comfortable in yourself is such an important thing in life. Anyway, imagine I've just bored you for five and a half minutes of an introduction. Hopefully you haven't been that bored, but let's get talking about the book. So Loving What Is by a woman called Byron Katie. Byron Katie's not actually her name. Um, her name is Byron Kathleen something, but she's called herself Byron Katie for short. I think it looks a little bit better on the book. Um, this book was recommended to me by Paul Moore. Um, if you go back to the episode, Paul Moore will save your life. It's my conversation with him. And he said that this is the book that changed his life. So, um, I'm very fortunate that I get to speak to people who all of a sudden become mine and your unofficial mentors in life. So taking book recommendations from successful, fantastic fucking blokes like Paul Moore is a real pleasure. And it's one of the reasons that I love doing the podcast, but Loving What Is was one of the books that he said helps change his life. So it, it starts off going into the same old notion, um, obviously, that the things that happen to us in life aren't actually what bother us, but it's what we think about the stuff that happens to us is. And that's, that's very stoic of her. Um, I feel a lot of self-help books at the moment are stoic aligned, but I suppose that's probably because... I mean, it's quite a good philosophy. It's been around for two and a half thousand years. Got They've got to be doing something right. So loving what is, is a blueprint to turning around the thoughts in your head into a more of a positive way of looking at things. And not to say that you need to positive think your way out of a scenario, but this is, it's real. And she calls this, the, the four questions that I'm going to run through in a moment with you, she calls them the work. I think she calls them the work because it's fucking tough to do. Nothing <laughs> nothing good comes easy in life. There's cliche number one on the podcast, Jesus. Um, so when you have a negative thought, be that about yourself, about a situation or about someone else, the first question you've got to ask yourself is, is the thought true? Now, when you ask that first question, 
your mind opens up a bit because you consider the possibility that the thought isn't true. And now the second question for the people that say yes to the first bit of is a thought true is do you absolutely know this to be true? I'll give you an example in a moment. The third question is how do you feel when you have this thought? And then the fourth question is who would you be without this thought? And then a really important part of these four questions is a fifth step, which is where you turn the thought around. Now, you can use it on judging someone else. And I'll give you an example for that. And then I'll give you an example from my life last week when I was reading this book where I actually applied the work and weirdly it actually worked and it made me feel a lot better about things. So in the book, she says, judge your neighbor, write it down, ask four questions, turn it around. When you have a thought or a negative thought about someone, you've got to write it down, okay? So let's say, for example, you wanted to go somewhere with someone that you like, be that a friend, a family member, or someone you're in a relationship with, and they didn't want to go with you. And all of a sudden you have this thought that they're selfish. So you ask that question, is the thought true? You're like, yes, they're 100% selfish. And then you give a load of evidence as to why they're selfish. And then you say, do you absolutely know this to be true? How the hell do you know that they're selfish? How do you know the reasons that they're declining your invitation to whatever it is? And it's at that stage, the second question, when you really start thinking, do you actually know it to be true? Have you got solid evidence? Have you heard it from their mouth? Do, they, do you actually know them as a person? Do you actually know anyone as a person? So at this stage, your mind's really opening up. And you say, how do you feel when you have the thought? Look, when you have the thought that someone that you love or someone you really like is selfish, it's not a positive experience. So you probably feel a bit shit and it probably makes you think about yourself in a different way. And then that fourth question, who would you be without this thought? I can guarantee you'd be someone that's a little bit happier and a little bit less bothered about how people behave. And then you've got to turn the thought around. And this is really, really key. Is you'll say, oh, they won't come here with me and I don't like that because they're selfish, which makes me feel like X. What you can turn that round to is this person won't come here with me and I don't like that because I'm selfish because I want them to come with me which in itself is a selfish act you can only know the truth about your own feelings right so that's where the turnaround comes I hope that example makes sense I tried to keep it as as simple as possible now last week you may have seen on the Instagram or may have heard me talking about not being able to sit up because I, and I'm sorry to be graphic here, but I had a cyst in my butt crack and it was about the size of a golf ball and it was probably the most painful thing I've ever experienced. That then burst. I had to go to the hospital. I then had to go to the hospital again to go and see a surgeon who he put... He, he put me through a lot of pain. I won't go any further than that. But basically, I thought I was going to have to fly back to the UK. I thought I was going to have to fly home a couple of days later. 
Um, I thought I was going to have to fly home business class because I couldn't sit down. So I was actually not that bothered about that. That would have been quite nice. But I was like, right, the thought I had in my head was going home would be terrible. Now, was the thought true? I thought at the time, yes. Then I asked the question, did I absolutely know the thought to be true? No, because I don't know what it's going to be like at home. I know what it was like at home in November. I don't know what it was like in January, February time. So I, I couldn't know that the thought was absolutely true. Now, how did I feel when I had the thought? I was a bit anxious. I was nervous. I was not particularly happy with the idea of going home. And then I asked the question, who would I be without the thought? I'd just be some bloke getting on a flight, going home, seeing his family, seeing his dog, and then probably seeing his friends at some point within the next couple of months. And I'd be probably quite open to the experience and quite happy with it. So when I turned the thought around, you, you eventually get to the point where I was like, okay, I'm actually quite looking forward to going home. And now I'm in a position where I'm actually going to come back from Bali a little bit earlier than I thought I would because I've realised that I am quite looking forward to going home and it's from doing the work slash listening to myself go through the work I I'm excited I'm excited to see people back home I'm excited to get home I'm excited to see what happens with the podcast when I get home because I think it'll be a better place for me to be than in Bali just in terms of potential like brand partnerships and stuff like that because like, I don't get paid to review any of these books I, I, I've got offers from people to review their books for money but um, I'm, I'm not doing it basically because it will take away the integrity and one of my key things is just integrity even if it means an uncomfortable conversation with someone um, to basically I'm not taking anyone's money for reviewing their books. So if you're thinking about that and you're an author, um, don't shove it up your ass, but at the same time, do, because I'm not doing it. Um, but I mean that in a nice way. And that's just for protection of my integrity. And also that you guys don't get books recommended to you that I genuinely think are shit, but I'm being paid to say that they're good. Um, so when I talk about brand partnerships, like I just want some free chocolate or something. Um, maybe some free pants. I don't know. I don't know what people have um, when they've got a following on Instagram. This is all new to me. I see loads of people who have got less followers than me getting loads of free stuff. So I just want some free stuff, you know. It'd be pretty cool. Bit of chocolate, some pants, um, maybe a free microwave meal. Who cares? Something for free. Or um, a yoga mat. That'd be pretty cool. Anyway, I've completely digressed. Now... Going back to the work, when you do this, you judge your neighbor, write it down, ask four questions, turn it around. It's a nice way of remembering it. But you can also judge yourself, write it down, ask four questions, turn it around. Or judge your situation, write it down, ask four questions, turn it around. Now, when you start writing things down, don't try and be philosophical or spiritual about it or even remotely mature. Just be pathetic about it. Say, oh, this person's so selfish, they don't ever come here with me, that makes me feel like blah, blah, blah. I'm really annoyed at them because of this, 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 this. Just get it all out there. Let your emotions flow because that is how you process shit. You let it all out. And writing it down is a brilliant way of doing it. So 
there's a few other notes that I'd written down on loving what is, but I just think for anyone that um, judges other people too much or judges themselves too much, this is a brilliant book because it keeps a track of the stories that you're telling yourself. And that's a very important thing because the stories that we tell ourselves control our goddamn lives, everybody. So you've got to be careful with them. Now, Byron Katie, the whole idea of this is loving what is. And she says, like, everything that's served up to you in life is a gift for personal growth. And that kind of reminded me a bit of A New Earth with Eckhart Tolle when he says, how do you know the experience that you're having right now is the one you're meant to be having? Having. And he says, just because you're experiencing it. Life doesn't throw anything at you that you can't handle. You might call me a woo-woo person. If you did, that'd be a terrible insult. But um, it's, it's very true. Up until now in life, you've never had anything you can't handle. Because look at where you are. You're through it. You're out the other side. Or you're currently going through it. And you're handling it. Because that's what you do. Life doesn't give you shit you can't handle. Now, this work, it, it does work. And I realize I'm quite privileged in my life. I, I've not been subject to abuse. I'm, I'm not subject to um, any trauma, I don't think. I'll have to ask my therapist about that. But um, I've, I've been very fortunate. I am in a privileged position. So for me to say that this book works on stuff for me, just like, oh, having to fly home from Bali, it might not hit the same with other people but there's a lot of um dialogue in this book of conversations that she's had with people who have been through some serious shit and have managed to turn it round at the end it takes its emotional toll but it it definitely works and there are examples of when she's spoken to people who have been unfortunately subject to abuse um rape and this is like when they were children as well or people with perverse thoughts like it, it it works basically you'll have to read the book to see the examples yourself because it's not quite right for me to just read the whole dialogue because the whole point in this podcast is that you'll understand by now if you want to read the book and if the book will serve a purpose for you so will it yeah i think it will anyone that tells stories themselves anyone that tells stories about themselves or about other people's treatment of themselves, this book would be brilliant for you. It was a really easy read as well. I read it in a couple of days. Um, some of the dialogue, like it's, it's very quick to like speed read it. So if you just track along the page with your finger, you don't need to read it word for word, but you get the general gist as you're going through. So it's a real easy read. I recommend it for anyone. Now, that is it for the book review for today. I'm going to add on now with a rant or just giving my thoughts on why we compare ourselves to others and what it means and how to get comfortable within yourself so should you wish to now you can finish the podcast and not listen to that part but if you want to carry on listening um this is going to be an example of the kind of conversations I'm going to be having obviously just with myself when I open up a Patreon and a Patreon is a way that you can support me as a creator at current you can support me by going to buymeacoffee.com forward slash a need to read so if you feel like you get value from the podcast head there there's a link in the description um, you can buy me a coffee for three quid 
and look i might not spend it on coffee i've actually the money that i got so far from it i bought a new mic so i've got two microphones the exact same microphone so that when i get home i can travel around the uk to people to have the conversations all the money is just going to be reinvested in the podcast really i feel like this is my business and i need to do so so anyone that's bought me a coffee so far thank you so much um because it really means a lot that you support the work that i do this is my full-time job now i will do this for as long as i possibly can and see what comes off it like nice things like audiobooks and, and stuff like that but yeah thank you so much for your support so far the patreon is going to be a service where i can run a book club again with live zooms at the end of each month or midway through each month to discuss what's on the book there'll be a second level to the patreon where you will get exclusive episodes that won't be available to everyone they're not going to be book reviews every book review is going on the podcast on the platform but you'll get at least two episodes per month like the second half of this one where i just talk about my thoughts on something and you'll as the listeners will be in complete control of that so you get to choose the topic now the topic i put out on instagram it was either creativity or comparison to others slash being comfortable in yourself so comparison it's a weird thing and being comfortable in yourself another thing that is weird and takes quite a bit of work i think i think being comfortable in yourself is something as children we just are we we don't care about what other people think of us you know when you fall out with someone as a kid you don't care what their opinion is of you after you just sort of after about 15 minutes of sulking you're just back to being a kid being worry free and what a nice life that would be to be worry free i think it's um this is a relevant element episode to tie it in with which uh, almost as if i'd planned it isn't that strange there's a great quote about knowing yourself and people knowing you um that i spoke about in the episode with lucy lord who's got a book coming out by the way it's going to be great it's a cookbook so check that out it's called food for the soul there's a little plug for you lord you're welcome um the quote is i'm not what i think i am i am not what you think I am I am what I think you think I am and that quote goes into in my opinion how we are social chameleons in life and we change ourselves based on the situation that we're in and the people that we're with and for a long time in life I was a different person when I was with my friends than when I was with my family or my parents and last year i just changed that when i came back from australia i was like nope not doing that anymore i'm gonna have a complete radical honesty relationship with my parents and family members and then at least they're just getting the real me um how many if you, if you think about this how many different sets of friends are you a different person with and how far off of your let's say true north and when i say true north i mean who you really are are you when when you're with these set groups of people because we we care what people think of us and i think that's a very natural thing um don't ever worry that caring what other people think of you 
isn't natural because you're certainly not alone in it and I think everyone does care. I certainly care what people think. Um, but I also don't at the same time because I, I'd like to be liked. I think everyone would like to be liked. But at the same time, I wouldn't like to be liked for someone that I wasn't. It's better to be hated for who you are than loved for who you're not. That's a quote from someone. Um, quite a cheesy one as well, but it is very, very true. Now, when it comes to being who you are, I think we all censor ourselves. We all stop ourselves from saying certain things or stop ourselves from giving our opinions on certain things through fear of judgment from others. And I'm going to go into why I think we fear judgment from others in a moment, but I want to talk about how you can kind of get out of the fear of judgment. And Tim Ferriss, absolute legend, got a fantastic podcast, wrote The 4-Hour Work Week, which is a great book. Um, he talks about training himself to not care what people think of him. And he might wear something like a silly hat when he goes out to have eyes on him so he knows people are judging him for wearing this stupid item of clothing so that it trains him to care a little bit less about what people think of him because the only way you get better at something is through repetition and I think you do really have to practice not fearing judgment from others or practice not caring about judgment from others I think we're always going to fear judgment from others but yeah so like wear what you want or wear something a little bit crazy that really expresses yourself so that you know for a fact that all the judgmental little dickheads that are out there will look at you and be like oh what weirdo because it's good training honestly I used to wear clothes that I thought everyone else would think were cool Whereas now, I wear clothes that a couple of years ago I'd have judged someone for wearing and thought, oh, what, what are they wearing that for? Because I don't know if I've been through this, but I used to be a bit of a dickhead. And now I consider myself a lot less of a dickhead. Still haven't quite forgiven myself for being a dickhead, but that is a work in progress. And aren't we all a work in progress? I think um, this is like, in the Stoic philosophy, they have this thing called premeditatio moratum, which is where you think of the absolute worst case scenario and you think of ways to combat it and you, you give yourself a way to prepare for the worst case scenario. I think that's kind of what Tim Ferriss does when he wears out a stupid hat. Because like, what's the worst thing that can happen? He'll think about it, a little bit of judgment from other people. Does that really truly matter? absolutely not and it's just a bit of exposure for judgment like I say you've got to repeat things to get better at them so that's how you can kind of train yourself to not fear judgment sort of so much I have a private Instagram that is for my very close friends and none of you can see it and I just, I just like sometimes maybe I'm stoned, right? And I'll, I'll just go for a little rant on there about something that I think about. But often, 
I'll put something on there out to my close friends. And then it just ends up on the need to read Instagram anyway, because I realize I actually don't really care like what people think of it because it's me. And it's, it's so liberating to be truly yourself, even though you know that you'll be getting judged for it. Like I know, for example, that there's some people that I used to be friends with. They're not going to be listening to this, but have been like, oh, everything Ed does is a bit gay. Small-minded, that is. I'm not, I'm not gay, just um, so that everyone knows. And that is a kind of homophobic, small-minded shit that I wouldn't accept in my life anymore. So that people think that maybe wearing budgie smugglers uh, makes you gay. Definitely doesn't makes you a legend um but like that's the thing is you you cannot escape judgment that's one thing that i think people need to get in their heads is, is there's no way around it you will always be judged for what you do regardless of whether you're doing good or bad things by by your standards so i i did use i, I used to worry about that last year i remember when um I was in Jersey. I was sat with my friend Zara in the morning, and one of my other friends messaged me because there was a video of me running in Budgie Smugglers. And he goes, Oh, you're well gay nowadays. And one, like, I was a bit upset that I was friends with someone that was so closed minded. And I set him straight because you, you, you can't keep quiet in situations like that, just as a side note. If someone says something that you don't agree with and you think it's morally wrong, fucking stand up for it because. If it's not right, it's not right. And that's the kind of shit that you need to stamp out in society. But that really upset me because I was like, if that's what my close friends think, maybe that's what other people think as well. Or it definitely is what other people think. And there's obviously nothing wrong with being gay. But there is when you're straight. Because I'm a straight person. So I was like, I don't want to be gay. I don't know if this is even politically correct, but this is just how I feel. And and look, homophobia is shit. Anyone that's homophobe, if you're listening, you're homophobe, you're a cunt. There's that. I've, I've, I've said that. But um, yeah, I was just upset by it. And I think like, I then realised there's obviously going to be other people that think that. And does it really matter? And I kind of realise it absolutely doesn't because I know me and I know that I'm not what they think I am. It goes back to that quote that I said at the start. So you, you can't escape judgment, even from the people that you think are close to you. That's, that's what I'm saying. Um, and their judgment might not be something that you'd like to hear. So how, how do you become comfortable in yourself? Like, like, let's say with the Tim Ferriss wearing the silly hat. That's why I started wearing budgie smugglers. The first time I went out wearing budgie smugglers, I was shitting myself of judgment. Like, oh, what if people look at my wiener and think, oh, he's got a small wiener in those budgie smugglers. Or, oh, he's got long skinny legs. All of these things that people might be insecure about, like, they just come up. I don't think I've got a small wiener, by the way. Not insecure about that. But when you're wearing budgie smugglers, Jesus Christ, do they, they go tight. But long legs, like, I... I I used to be really insecure about having long legs. And, really, and then I kind of realized most people 
especially when you're in a place where you can be wearing body smugglers, they're far more concerned about what they look like than what you look like. There's a great part in uh, Notes on a Nervous Planet uh, by Matt Haig, and he talks about, it's like a poem, he's saying, I am the beach, blah, 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 I don't care what you look like. And it's great. I've absolutely butchered it, but read the book if 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 you want to read a good book, basically, because Notes on a Nervous Planet by Mac Haig is brilliant. Such a good book. I've done an episode on it, actually, so if you scroll back through the archive, you can find it, and you can hear what I think of it in full, um, probably at a time where I remembered more of it as well. But let's talk about being comfortable with yourself. It's that slow exposure of your true self to the world that takes practice and will eventually get you to a point of complete liberation from truly caring what people think. Because I think, like, I obviously care what people think on a, on a minor level, but not to the point that I used to. And I do think it's just from that repeated exposure, like I've said about 17 billion times on this uh, episode. But, like, I've, I've got people, close friends. You know those close friends on Instagram when you see that little green thing where you see or oh, someone trusts you they put you on their close friends but like, i've got friends who put things on their close friends story that's quite funny and it really expresses who they are as a person but they won't put that on their normal story for everyone that follows them to see which confuses me a little bit because there's nothing incriminating on there there's nothing uh there's no like deep or dark secrets going on there but it's just like they'll share a funny meme or something, which like when you, you see the kind of memes that people find funny can tell you a lot about a person, right? And like, it, wouldn't it be better if you just, everyone kind of just knew what they were getting with you? They kind of knew who you were. I think that's what kind of encouraged me to be a bit more myself, was just the fact that life is so much better better when you just know what you're getting and you know who you are and you know that the people around you are around you because of who you are not because of some pretend idea of who you are I've said it already but it is super super liberating to be in that position where you are really not that bothered what people think because look you can't have too many friends in life I often say to people that I'm at full capacity at the moment. It's not because I've got loads of friends, but like, I feel like I've got enough people around me, you know? And if, and if you're there and you've got the wrong people around you, if you start to speak your truth, right? You start putting stuff out there, maybe on the internet, because that's how people are friends nowadays, is mostly through the internet, or by joining, not societies, because this isn't 1980s, but just like clubs or something. Who knows? I don't know how the fuck people make friends nowadays. I just know that I've made a lot of friends through books and talking through books. Um, and that is by speaking my truth, which is great. So it, what I would encourage people to do here is that whatever you like, just realise there'll be probably a million other people in the world at an absolute minimum that like that stuff and would love to be your friend. Because you might be holding yourself into a friendship group that isn't right for you. Because you're going to be scared what people in that friendship group think of you. Which is so backwards. 
you want to have friends who are friends with you because of you, right? Let's, let's talk about judgment and how it's installed in us. Because I was up at 4 a.m. yesterday because the dog was sick. It was actually 2.30 the dog was sick, but I was up until about half four. And I was thinking judgment is instilled at us from a young age. Because I was talking about when we were a kid. I remember it was my sixth or seventh birthday and it was my birthday party. We were going to the swimming pool. And my mum was like, you have to invite everyone in the class. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want to invite this gal. She's weird. How the hell at six years old did I think someone was weird? Maybe they were weird, but weird is subjective. Um, but like everyone was coming and I wanted to exclude this one girl. And I was thinking about it last night. I don't think I'd even forgive myself. I wish I'd never thought of it because I feel really bad about it. Um, but it goes back to like the plains of Africa, doesn't it? When, when we were homo, whatever we were, before we were humans, homo sapiens, like it was in our best interest for survival to make solid judgments of other people and to give a good impression of ourselves because we didn't want to be expelled from the pack or the tribe. We didn't want to be excluded from hunts or gathering exercises. So we had to behave in a certain way. So I think it's like it is in our DNA to kind of fear judgment. And it's getting even worse because obviously the internet, you're judged for everything that you do. And people care way too much about the opinions of people that matter so little. Everyone on the internet's a model now. There was once a time where being a model was like a really sought after job you could probably make more money being an instagram model nowadays than you could being a catwalk model i don't know if that's a statistic or a fact but that's just my assumption because i know some of them the money that some of these people on instagram make and it's fucking ridiculous and it'll be do you know what i'm just gonna say it i've making this is a fact now because i've said it you can make way more money on instagram than you can on the catwalk way more and um, that has bred a society that fears so much judgment around the way that they look. Granted, it's great that people are online and they get to inspire people through fashion. They get to inspire people through the way that they look. But you're very lucky if you're a good-looking person because life is easier for you. In James Smith's book, he talks about... Um, the bias when someone is put to trial if the better looking you are the less harsh your sentencing will be and I think when like when you're an alright looking person you're moderately symmetrical you don't realise the privilege that you have and the kind of in, inbuilt confidence that you have but I honestly believe some of the best looking people I know are the most insecure about the way that they look because there is this pressure from this Instagram generation to look a certain way because you it doesn't matter how good looking you are someone that is the same amount of aesthetically pleasing should you be able to measure that can edit a photo better than you so it makes them better looking 
So when it comes to likes, they get more, which gives them more validation. They feel that their judgment from other people is a more desirable judgment because they're like, oh, they're fit. Give them a load of likes. And it's just bullshit. I think the comparison trap is something that we kind of need to get out of our heads. And I think being comfortable in who you are comes from spending a lot of time with yourself and kind of realizing that although connections and socializing and love between friends and family members and maybe even fucking random people on the internet or people from Hinge or Tinder, it's all desirable stuff, but to be able to sit with yourself and be comfortable with yourself comes through practice. And that's like the whole self-love thing. Brilliant book for self-love is Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It. Um, if you haven't heard of it, I did an episode on it, maybe episode 46 from memory, but I could be wrong. It takes a lot of work. It really, really does. I think I just about think I'm all right now. Anytime someone gives me a compliment on Instagram, which look, I get an unnatural amount of now because obviously I've, I've got a bit more of a following. I don't know how to respond to it. I just can't take the compliment because somewhere deep down within me, I still think I'm a piece of shit. And it's fucking difficult. And I think everyone's like that. When you get a compliment, no one can take fucking compliments nowadays. Or if you can take a compliment, you're almost seen as arrogant, which is bullshit. I think the best way to take a compliment is just like, oh, thank you so much. That's really kind of you. Someone will say that like, I've changed their life and I'm like, oh, thank you so much. That's ledge. But really in my head, I'm like, how the fuck have I done that? Who am I? What am I really doing? It's just, I'm definitely going to have to revisit this because look, I've made a couple notes for this, but I'm just talking here. You might be bored as shit, but um, I'm just getting out what's in my head. I should have probably planned this a little bit more. But what is it that makes us so judgmental on ourselves? I think that's a good point, actually, is the more judgmental you are of others, the more you will fear judgment from others now i am judgmental sometimes but i am working on it you may know that when i need to work on something i put a notification coming through on my phone to remind myself every single day so at 3 40 or something i get a notification saying judgment just to say just to check in with myself i'm like hey have you been judgmental today and you know what most of the time yeah i have and, it's the, and the worst thing is now that I just get annoyed at myself for it, which is frustrating. But like I say, I'm working on it. These things take work. If you're judgmental of other people, you're going to fear judgment of others themselves because you'll think, well, if I'm doing it, they're definitely doing it. Now, there are very few things that I judge now. I judge people that are bullshitters because I just... I couldn't do it myself. Maybe I'm jealous of these bullshitters because I couldn't do it myself. I haven't got it in me morally to just bullshit about myself. I haven't got it in me to put top 10 podcast in my bio, even though I'm in and out of that top 10 like a fucking yo-yo every week. I still just couldn't do it. 
I couldn't put in my bio that I've helped thousands of people change their lives, even though, I mean, when I think of it objectively, how many people have I made pick up a particular book that could have changed the course of their lives? Quite a few. But there are just people out there, man, that just bullshit all the time. And some of them call themselves professional bullshitters. And how's that anything to be proud of? Isn't the whole point in life just learning about who you are and staying true to yourself so that you can have a, a feeling at the center of your soul that you're okay and that you're happy with who you are? I think that's what we're all kind of striving for, or I certainly am. That's why I sit and I meditate for 20 minutes in the morning and now 20 minutes in the evening as well, just to sit with myself because I just, that's why I read. It's, it's why I read books, it's why I meditate, it's why I journal, because I just want to know myself. And I think the more you go on a journey into yourself, the less concerned you are about other people. Now, everyone takes a piss out of hippies or... Um, whatever you want to call them, but people who are essentially liberated from judgment and live a life completely free of the judgment of others. Now, I do take a bit of uh, an annoyance judgment. Let's say I'm judging people that will claim to be super, super hippy-dippy and then will be judgmental of others in a, in a serious way. I think there's a lot of people like that on the internet who will claim to be a certain thing and just live a completely opposite truth than what they, they say they do. That's why I don't lie on the internet because I know if I was going to lie on the internet, I would fucking hate myself. My self-loathing would reach 10 out of 10. And I think that's why I judge others that do bullshit so hard because I'm just jealous of the fact that they can maybe be happy with themselves for talking like that. But I think authenticity, I may be potentially jealous of these people a little bit, but I can put my hand on my heart and say that I'm being authentic with all the pieces of content that I produce. Like I said earlier, that's why I'm not going to get paid to review books. Any sponsors of the podcast, that's absolutely fine. But I will not do a book review for money because it takes the integrity out of it and integrity, living true to who you are, is probably one of the most important things in life. How, like, who else is going to live your life for you? If not, like, who, who are you living for? Really, at the end of it, like, brilliant, you've got family, and brilliant, you've got friends. But at the end of the day, they could fucking die tomorrow, and then they won't be there. And you're going to be the one that's there. So you have to come to a point where you're comfortable within yourself, and I think the more comfortable you are with yourself, the less you'll judge others. And the less you'll judge others, the less you fear judgment yourself. Because you kind of realize how little it matters. So when, when you're on Instagram, and you, I've been doing this a lot recently, when I find myself judging someone, I unfollow them straight away. Because why should I put myself through that? I don't like myself when I judge people. So why not get rid of the people that I'm judging? Let them get on with their lives. Live and let live. They don't know that I'm judging them and I would never say anything. But 
you have to just let people get on with their lives. And I think the less you judge others, the more comfortable you're going to be within yourself. God, I sound like a fucking parrot now, because I did just say that. But it is super, super important. Because, like, what right have we got to judge other people on their life? My truth is completely different. So the, these people that I was just bitching about then, the people that are professional bullshitters, who, who am I to say that what they're doing is wrong? I wasn't raised the way they were raised. I wasn't born in the same place. I didn't have the same parents. I was taught, and we have different values. I'm not right. I never claimed to know anything. I never claimed to be right. But a, a lot of my life, I've been very, very righteous. And like the thing that I think I know is true is quite literally that reading, meditation, journaling, jiu-jitsu, playing the ukulele, lying in the rain every now and then, walking with a dog and chatting with friends on a one-to-one or one-to-two basis, not too many people, are fucking brilliant. But that's my truth. And I think when you work out your truth, judgment of others doesn't really matter that much. And working out your truth, like I've said, it does take work. And it's important that you do that work because I can't begin to tell you, and I'm, I'm not too far on my journey of becoming completely liberated of the judgment of others because you'll never be free from it because it'll always happen but free from really caring, that is where happiness lies, I think. So you've got to work out what your truth is. A good way to do that is work out what your values are and live a value-driven life. Try different things. I always talk about this. Just try stuff. There's no harm in trying. Literally no one gives a fuck if you start something and then quit it. Like when I was going to Australia, my therapist was like, oh, I was like, I'm worried. What if I don't like it and I have to come back in three months? She's like, who do you think will mind if you come back in three months? It's like, for God's sake, nobody's going to mind. People probably will be moderately happy that I'm back, all the people that matter. So um, work out who you are. That's probably my main thing for becoming comfortable in who you are, is working out who you are. And slowly start introducing that version of yourself to the world because I can guarantee for the most part, most people listening are not 100% truly themselves because of fear of judgment of others. So work out who that person is. Work out who you are at the center of yourself. Go to therapy. Jesus, it's so helpful. Journal. Ask yourself difficult questions and write down the answers. And going back to the book that was recommended at the start of this episode, when you feel yourself judging others, do the work, those four questions, and turn it around. Because when you remove judgment from your life, I'm pretty sure it'll just exit your life in other ways. Now that was about half an hour of an unscripted chat. That's the kind of thing that'll be on Patreon. they will get better over time and I've learnt the lesson that I should plan them a little bit more but um, 
I like talking through things. I could have just been chatting shit then for half an hour. I won't be listening back to the episode. I'll maybe check that the sound quality is okay. But believe me, I've recorded it now. It's 10 a.m. in Bali. It'll be out by quarter past 10. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you do enjoy it, then I will let you know when the Patreon is up and running and there'll be more episodes like that and that lots of giveaways on there and stuff like that because the buy me a coffee is a great way to support me as a creator but I want to also give something back for that money and um, yeah, this is I fucking love doing this podcast so thank you very much for listening thank you for essentially allowed me the opportunity to be an audiobook narrator a podcaster a book tester, let's say I'm testing the books for you, and someone that just gets to chat to people and find us all new mentors on a weekly basis through the interviews that I do on this podcast. You're all absolute legends. I haven't done a stoic thought of the week for a while. I'm not going to do one now. 50, 53 minutes is a lot. They will be coming back soon. I'm going to change it to philosophy thought of the week because I'm going to read a little bit more broad on the philosophy side of things but you're all absolute legends uh betterhelp.com forward slash need to read for 10 percent off online therapy there is links in the description for bookmarks bookmarks with the bookmark boys shout out to daisy she's an absolute legend has created some bookmarks for a need to read head over to her shop on etsy and there are loads of pretty funny bookmarks great gifts great for you sits nicely in your book and stops you folding those goddamn pages also you can sign up to the email list that is where i talk about things that are a little bit more personal to actually that's not true i talk about everything on the podcast i just talk about other things on the email so sign up please um i can apparently write moderately well so you might as well check it out you, you can always unsubscribe if you don't follow us on instagram go on instagram at a need to read with the number two and not the word my name is Ed Cunningham. That has been 54 minutes of rant. Could be a load of shite. Could be fucking brilliant. Who knows? You're all legends. Love you. Bye-bye.